0: This is Mike Wallace, you're listening to Harrison. 90.7 KPFK, Los Angeles. Live from Hollywood, it's Harrison. With Harrison reporters stationed in every country, every capital. News updates. Your Harrison headlines brought to you by INN World Report.
1: Harrison news time is one minute past the hour, and I'm Mercy Malik. The New York Times reports a $250 million program to lure low-level Taliban fighters away from the insurgency has stalled, with Afghans bickering over who should run it and international donors slow to put up the money they had promised. Six months after Afghanistan's foreign bank backers agreed to generous funding, only $200,000 has been spent so far by the U.S. and little or nothing by other donors. During the same period, the flow of Taliban fighters seeking to reintegrate has slowed to a trickle. It's not clear whether that is because there's no program that would provide them with jobs, security guarantees, and other incentives, or because most Taliban no longer see the insurgency as a losing proposition. In the past five years, the Peace and Reconciliation Commission recorded 9,000 Taliban seeking to join the government side, compared with just 100 since April. Harrison News Time is two minutes past the hour. As depositors thronged branches of Afghanistan's biggest bank last week, President Hamid Karzai told Afghans not to panic shortly after his brother Mahmoud, a major shareholder in the beleaguered Kabul Bank, called for U.S. intervention to head off a financial meltdown. The Treasury Department has sent a team of experts to help the Afghan central bank handle the crisis, but has so far ruled out any injection of U.S. money. The bank's collapse would probably spread panic throughout the country's fledgling financial sector and wipe out nine years of effort by the U.S. to establish a sound Afghan banking system. This would give a big boost to a mostly unregulated Hawala system, a network of informal money exchanges that, in addition to serving ordinary customers, provides a secure channel through which drug traffickers and terrorists are believed to move their funds. Harrison News Time is three minutes past the hour. And it's been revealed that former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair came within seconds of ordering a passenger jet shot down over London in the aftermath of 9 11. Blair's autobiography titled, A Journey, discloses that the airliner had breached uh, emergency restrictions imposed on British airspace immediately after the World Trade Center attacks and was heading for London. Blair writes that a fighter jet was airborne, ready to shoot down the airliner. He says that, quote, for several anxious minutes, end quote, he talked with the senior Air Force commander. Quote, trying desperately to get an instinct as to whether this was threat or mishap. Moments later, the plane regained contact. It had been a technical error. I needed to sit down and thank God for that one, end quote. To read more about this and other stories, go to INNWorldReport.net. And for Go Harrison on KPFK 90.7, this has been Mercy Malik with your reality check.
2: And now, our feature presentation. News. 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 What's new about Tiger Woods? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Elvis Presby. O.J. Simpson. Abandoned. Basis.
3: Heresy. Harrison.
0: Harrison. Talk show, random, political, outrageous, philosophical, analytical, passionate, kittens, sunsets, roadkill, cooking tips, open-minded, swordsman, bands, resolute, chocolate, bushwhacker, belt buckles, investigative companion, fearless.
3: Call in.
2: Piercing the cloud, of mainstream entertainment. Live from Hollywood. It's Harrison.
0: It is four minutes past the hour. Harrison with you, your new best friend. Happy Tuesday, live from Hollywood, California, where for the first day, the first day in recent memory, you can step outside and you can see 20 feet. (laughs) Because we have something so extraordinary, so unusual, so amazing happening here today in Los Angeles, California. It's called Weather.
4: Mm.
0: Yep, these things called clouds. Yeah, like little rain droplets. You get a lot of them in one spot, and then if you get many, many, many of these clusters of these little rain droplets, they form as something called cumulonimbus. Not a cumulonimbus incus or a cumulonimbus <laughs> fractus, but basically just fog. So it's very exciting. You can walk outside, SPF factor of zero. It's a beautiful day. We love, this is the only town, by the way, if it sprinkles, right? (laughs) Team coverage. Yes. On TV. Stormwatch.
1: Stormwatch. Stormwatch 2010.
0: You know, live vans on the side of the freeway (laughs) with the cameras pointed at a puddle. And you'll see little ripples, ripple, ripple. Team coverage.
1: That's what we're doing today, right? That's what we're doing.
0: All day, we're going to talk about a puddle.
1: We've got Jeff Thomas in the parking lot, ready to report.
0: <laughs> as, as Mildred goes by and her Christ sword splashes him.
3: Oh, Jeff. It
0: won't happen. It won't happen. There's not enough water. <laughs> but this is uh, just days before a major anniversary And that, of course, being 9 11, something I think my mic might be a little bit low fed, if you don't mind in there. There we go. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, Right now, it's very still prickly to talk about 9 11, even though almost a decade has passed. We have people in college who were basically, you know, sitting on Nanny's lap, you know, snuggling in her great adipose. For, well, I'm speaking of my own nanny. They were a little hairy. But, you know, people who don't remember it the way we might. I was meant to fly on 9-11 from Boston to Los Angeles on that very day. And I got called back to work a day early and flew on the same plane on the 10th instead. Oh. Had I stuck with my ticket, I wouldn't be here right now. You'd, you, it would sound more like...
4: Oh, my God.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I was very lucky. I was very lucky, for whatever reason, uh, the universe conspired to rip me out a day early from Boston. Uh, equally, my sister, my twister, or twin sister, twister, uh, was in the World Trade Center. What? She The one day out of the year, because she lives in New York City, she actually drove to work. Imagine driving to work in New York City. If you've never been there, no. you don't do that. Not so much. It's because she had an appointment in, I think, New Jersey or somewhere. So she drove her car... And saw this thing suddenly explode as she was pulling into the parking garage and then turned around and got out before they closed all the bridges. So so many people, I mean, tens of thousands of us have these incredible stories to report. Then we started to see videos turn up a couple of years later, usually. We saw BBC reports of uh, BBC people standing in front of... uh, By this time, the second building had erupted in flames. We saw live BBC coverage of them talking about how Building 7 had just fallen down, and it hadn't fallen down yet, Mm -hmm. right? But it was in the crawl. The reporter live was describing events as they were happening minute by minute. But the crawl, which is this uh, left-to-right dialogue that you see along the bottom of the screen, as CNN really made it quite famous, you know, Larry King tonight, Green suspenders. (laughs) Tom Cruise has an organ... You know, this kind of stuff. It's a news crawl. Always a breaking news headline. Actually, it's the stuff that they really don't do on the air that's really much more important. So just watch the crawls. Well, this crawl on BBC said that Building 7 had fallen down. First of all... What the hell is Building Seven? We'd never heard of it before in our lives, but it referred to Building World Trade Center. Building Seven had just fallen, and there it was, behind the live BBC reporter. Fine,
1: curiously, still standing, and
0: and very far away from the other ones. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, so far. I mean, on a bicycle, it would take you a long time, right? With a bad hip, give it a week, right? This thing is really far away. Sell the reporters. You know, yup, yep, 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 yep uh, speculating. And then suddenly Building 7 falls down within a minute of the crawl having gone up. Uh, equally, on Fox News, which is, I think, if you're ever going to pull out any information that asks some of the icky questions, use Fox footage. Because immediately they can't yell conspiracy. Although it, this may be a conspiracy. People conspire all the time. IBM conspires to compete with Apple. I know, it's shocking. Really. (gasps) Yellow Cab conspires to uh, compete with, you know, and they do it behind closed doors, by the way. They don't actually go to LAX, stand in the middle of the parking lot and say, here's what we're going to do to screw Prime Shuttle.
3: I don't believe that.
0: I know you don't, but it's probably true. So (laughs) watching Fox, they were doing live coverage once again, and the Fox reporter was standing in front of uh, one of the two large buildings that was They were immolating, collapsing. All mayhem is going on everywhere. And they're talking to a fireman. And a fireman is standing there and suddenly winces. And then he winces again. And each time there's an explosion you can hear in the background. And he's like, oh, my God, there's this demolition going on. And you can hear one, two, three, four, five. And then within a very short period of time, the building collapses. And the fireman himself, we don't know. Is this true? We don't know. Is this not true? Again, we don't, we're not able to do the forensic science that we all wish we could as citizens. But then the thing suddenly collapses. So this is the fire department saying these things. This is where these seeds got planted in people's psyches. It wasn't somebody just going, you know, I, I imagine that. Where would you go from this except to start reviewing old news coverage that was done live on the scene? Um, we know about thermite, nanothermite, uh, white phosphorus. Things were found in the remains of these different buildings. And they create questions, too, like why would there be demolition powders in the remains of these two buildings? Well, one is uh, it could have been placed there when uh, you know the World Trade Center, as you know, the day before had been closed down for two hours mm-hmm. for security purposes. Right. And there was a complete and total blackout. And the only ones monitoring what was going on inside of the World Trade Center were the French, illegally, by the way. They had, been, they had agreed to turn off their satellites and not even observe either of the World Trade Centers, but uh, they did. And then uh, famously, some books were written on what they actually reviewed. And there were some people in there putting things somewhere, whatever those things might be. Now, is this all nefarious? We don't know. They may have been fixing the plumbing.
1: It might have been decorative.
0: It might have been decorative. Again, we actually don't know this stuff. When we look at the demolition powders found on the site, we can say, well, you know, maybe it was, you know, Dick Cheney had this stuff <laughs> installed. The same guy who, by the way, on 9-11 ran simultaneous... um, uh, uh, War games. Thank you! Yeah. God, that's a hard word to say, isn't it? Mm. Simultaneous war games of what if jetliners were hijacked and flown into the World Trade Center. That's
1: an odd coincidence, isn't it? So
0: simultaneous to the real one, all the jets are suddenly gone missing, the fighter jets that would normally be up in the air within seconds of a plane going off the radar. Within seconds, they were all far, far away doing make-believe of what if that very thing happened. Okay? So... These offer curious questions to be asked. But getting back to some of the demolition powders, we also know that, you know, bin Laden's in the construction business. So Mm -hmm. it's extremely reasonable that he would have access to demolition powders in the construction business. So a lot of this fits. Some of it doesn't. The questions still arise. The patriotic thing, we believe, well, I shouldn't say we, I can't speak for everybody, but we in this room... Christine Blasdale, Mercy, Mercy Malik, Alec. me, and, and the chihuahua in the quarter, <laughs> shaking, shaking. It'll be okay, honey. Really, it'll be fine. Um, we ask the simple questions as patriotic people, which is we're Americans. We just want to know what's going on. Right. That's all. Right? There are no secrets here. It's a freedom of government, freedom of information, and God bless it all. So what? just tell us what went on. That's, you know, we'll, we'll cope. Um, Again, this is a very emotional subject for people. It is almost impossibly overwhelming for some people to have a torpedo fired into their belief system. Mm. That's what kills people. If you imagine that, oh, my God, I've been hoodwinked my entire life. I mean, I really thought that George Washington never lied. (laughs) Now, I'll tell you something. I have family Bibles. Going back to 1713, and when we, we came over in 1620, actually, nice. in the Mayflower. And later on, eastern shore of Maryland, George Washington spent the night in our place, our joint, um, in, on the eastern shore of Maryland. In your crib. And got so drunk all the time, and, and Uncle, great, 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 whatever, Uncle Tubman, wrote about this thing, how he distilled 400,000 gallons of peach brandy for George Washington wow. to hand all the different farmers and white landowners so they would vote for George. Early American politics. Right. Mm -hmm. But we're not taught this stuff. So we sort of learn this later on. And that's what I'm getting to now. Nine years later is a lot of government people in the highest levels are starting to feel safe enough a year or two after the Bush administration Mm -hmm. to come forward and talk about what they've learned. Um, you and I have no way to verify it, so I'm going to offer this on behalf of anybody who's feeling nervous about this. You know, check it out yourself. Yeah. Right? This is not going to be, you know, Moses leaping nude out of the bushes here. (laughs) We'd love it to be the facts right here, indisputable, there, solved and done. But we can't make that claim. But we can. what we can do is bring forth whatever is available to us, and we're willing to do the heavy lifting to get these people to show up. A lot of them are afraid. A lot of them need just a little coaxing, because again, they're at the highest, or were at the highest government positions. And so today, we're going to be talking with uh, another such fellow. And this weekend, as you know, as the world commemorates the nine-year anniversary of September 11th, retired NASA director... Aerospace engineer and physicist, this again, the highest levels, Dwayne Dietz, and he's going to be speaking here in Southern California on how the official story of 9 eleven actually defies science. Now, this would only be from the head of NASA.
1: What does he know? What does he know? <laughs> what? Come on. Who's that guy? Uh, uh,
0: He's going to be making two appearances, uh, one on Friday the 10th Okay, at 6.30 p.m. in the topping room of the Foster Library, which is at uh, 651 East Main Street in lovely downtown Ventura. If you don't say lovely... People might think it's not. (laughs) right. Isn't that why we use adverbs? Mm
3: -hmm. I believe
0: that's why. (laughs) Then again on Saturday, September 11th, this coming Saturday, he's going to return to the library to give a speech at 2 in the afternoon, followed by the film 9-11, Blueprint for Truth, Mm. The Architecture of Destruction. And it's all taking place in Ventura. And for more information, I'm going to give you a phone number, um, which we'll repeat again later on uh, today here on The Harrison Show. It's 805-407-7997, 805-407-7997. Sixteen minutes past the hour, Harrison with you. You're listening to Harrison on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, heard all over Earth at kpfk.org. And if you're listening to us in Europe and you're listening to us in other places outside of Los Angeles, which we know you are, um, this is going to be a remarkable conversation in that you don't hear this every day in the United States. In fact, you never hear this stuff. Um, we've, been, we've learned. We've been trained. You don't ask questions. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And if we learned anything from The Wizard of Oz, what did we learn?
1: It's the poppies put you to sleep. It's
0: the poppies that put you, you to sleep. that
3: curtain okay. right open. <laughs>
0: Thank you both. Okay. Um, details for the event this weekend uh, is on the KPFK event calendar. Really easy. KPFK.org, of course. You can also shoot an email. Work for peace now. That would be the number for WorkForPeaceNow at gmail.com. Let me tell you a little bit about Dwayne Dietz, Okay physicist, engineer, as well as the former director of NASA's Dryden Flight Research Center's Aerospace Project, also the recipient of the NASA Exceptional Service Award, the Presidential Meritorious Rank Award in the Senior Executive Service. Already, um, you know.
3: Again, what does he know about science? That's
0: exactly correct. Oh, did I happen to mention that he was also included in Who's Who in Science and Engineering from 1993 all the way until this year?
1: I don't know if he's qualified.
0: He's also the former chairman of the Aerospace Control and Guidance Systems Committee of the Society of Automotive Engineers and former member of the AIAA Committee on Society and Aerospace Technology with a 37-year NASA career. But, you know, Glenn Beck knows just a little more. Well, Uh, let's introduce him right now here on Harrison to talk about the official story of 9-11. We're also going to open up the phones because it's very important that you have a way to ask questions to, that you feel that this is a circular conversation, and that if you don't believe it or you have questions or you have worries, or concerns, or things are murky and fuzzy, and everything is murky and fuzzy in this topic, please feel free to articulate that, and this way it's fair, 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 and it has to be. And I want to welcome you to uh, the program, Dr. Dietz. Oh, thanks for being here. Was that a lofty enough encomium for you, or did you want a little higher praise?
4: <laughs> oh, actually, it made, made me want to go hide. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, let's just jump right off the high dive for a second here, and um, the official story is that they, whoever they are, five of them, ten of them, whatever, grabbed a couple of planes, well, big planes, let's face it, hijacked them, boom, 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 it all happened just like that, and uh, there we have it. Nothing more to be said. But uh, quite clearly, there seems to be a lot more that can be said.
4: Well, I certainly think there is. And actually, what I like to do is to go uh, as soon as possible to Building 7, which you hardly ever hear about. And uh, I've got seven reasons why I think it's important to focus on Building 7 first. Uh, my first reason is it's very clean. It's not confused by airplane strikes and things of that sort. Uh, it, I think it hits all of the key evidence points that are involved in the buildings at the World Trade Center, so it's kind of a, a little bit easier to address and respond to. It is the one building that the government investigating agency claims to have completely analyzed it. They did not do so uh, with the Twin Towers, and therefore... Since they claim that they have analyzed it, then they should be more responsible in what they came up with.
0: And that leads into several obvious questions that point back to the big word, which is why the what, the what, the what seems to be abundant, even though the what may or may not be true. But the why is the forbidden part. And I would ask you first, uh, we're talking to Dwayne Dietz, by the way, former NASA director, retired NASA director, aerospace engineer and physicist. I would ask you, Dr. Dietz, why are you coming forward? This has got to be of uh, personal risk to you, I would imagine.
4: Well, I think it's important to have government agencies that we, the public, can have confidence in. I think they need to have high integrity. And what I found is that this agency that was assigned the task of investigating this, the National Institute for Standards and Technology, which we just referred to as NIST and IST, uh, what I see there is that they are in no way uh, high integrity. Mm. They are basically uh, deceitful, and there's all kinds of other words that you could also label them with, I'll just just say deceit for now. (laughs) That's enough. And I think that this is uh, very clear in the way they handled Building 7 as well. So it gives us a good glimpse of all of the maneuvers that they did in order to try to avoid Uh, going to what actually happened there.
0: All right, I'm going to ask you just to hang on for a second. Thank you for the lead-in. Now we have a great place to jump off the high dive. As an engineer, I would ask you to enjoy our live traffic report (laughs) and uh, deconstruct it down to the car screech with Jeff Thomas. Harrison. Completely unsponsored common sense commuter traffic.
1: At 22 minutes past the hour, this is your Go Harrison live and local traffic report on KPFK. On the 405 North at Crenshaw, there's an injury accident which is going to slow down your commute from about Torrance Boulevard. Also, there's a slowing on the southbound side due to looky loo. Uh, you can expect a slow go from about La Siena guy. Now, a bit further south on the 405 at Euclid, there's a non-injury accident. This is on the northbound side. It's going to be slow from uh, the 55 connector in Anaheim. On the 57 south, there's an accident just before Ball Road. Expect slowing from Chapman Avenue and in El Monte. The 605 north is busy from Ramona, Clearback to Beverly. For Harrison, I'm Jeffrey Thomas on KPFK 90.7 FM, Los Angeles, FM, Santa Barbara. KPFK joins the Ford Amphitheater in presenting its summer season 2010 Under the
2: Stars. Fracture, a night at the Ford Amphitheater that won't be forgotten. Fracture, an evening of comedy, collaboration, flying bodies, beautiful movement, striking images and dance performance at the outer limits of physical control, with original music written and performed by members of String Theory. Fracture, a show about breaking apart and coming together, featuring new works by Invertigo Dance Theatre, Inex Dance Project and Method Contemporary Dance, all created especially for this performance. Three companies three original works, and one incredible evening with a comedic pre-show in the Entry Plaza by Leonix Movement Theater. Fracture, Thursday, September 16th at 8.30 p.m. Details are available at kpfk.org or by calling 323-461-3673. That's 323-461-3673. KPFK is a proud media sponsor. The Ford Summer Season. More details at kpfk.org.
3: I'm kind of small right now, but I'm drinking lots of milk. And pretty soon I'm going to be seven seven years years old.
1: And if I keep drinking milk, Then in just a few years, when I get to high school,
4: school, I I can can start start working out. (laughs) out. And if I keep drinking milk and work real hard, I'll be able to go to America and enter the the Mr. Universe competition. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll realize that milk
2: is for wussies. If you're going to compete in bodybuilding, you need to take steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can make violent movies, marry a Kennedy, and become chairman of the President's Council on Physical (laughs) Fitness. Ha, ha. (laughs) Look at me now. Steroids. <laughs> it does a body big. Uh, Actual use of steroids
4: may result in death.
3: What's <laughs> this stuff anyway? Joe
4: Harrison.
0: It is 25 minutes past the hour. Harrison with you, your new best friend. You are listening to Harrison on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. Don't forget, you can hear archives anytime, anywhere, either by going to kpfk.org. You can also hear us on the Pacifica Archives, which is a media sponsor of uh, Harrison here. We love the Pacifica Archives. Just think, we're right there next to Rosa Parks right in the front of the bus of fun. That's the way we like it. Also, you can go to iTunes and hear uh, any of these shows, including our Think Green environmental features, which are listed on there, too, if you miss them at, I think they're around 10 in the morning here on KPFK. We're talking right now with retired NASA director and aerospace engineer and physicist, Dwayne Dietz. He's going to be speaking here in Southern California on how the official story of 9-11 defies science, and one of the things that Christine and I talked about is there are a million people have lot to say about 9-11, but we decided we're only going to bring people from the highest levels of the inside of government. Otherwise, you do get tinfoil hats, you do get a lot of stuff, and it tends to make it a little too nutso. So if you can get real people from the highest levels on the inside, it offers the kind of credulity that you're not going to get simply from emotional responses to something that really is so ugly and awful uh, for the American psyche. And Dr. Dietz, I guess most importantly, before we get into Building 7 and all the rest of it, what made you think that there was something wrong? What made you think that the official story somehow didn't quite uh, uh, cook itself right?
4: Well, my own personal doubt, uh, since I'm an aeronautical engineer and have that experience, I just could not believe that inexperienced pilots could perform the piloting task that would have been required to hit those towers. It it had to have been an extremely demanding task. It was just uh, inconceivable. And and that caused me to start looking into it, and then I saw all kinds of other problems. I just, everywhere you look, there's another problem that just seems impossible.
0: Now, Dr. Dietz, are are you suggesting, as a man from NASA with your 37-year history, that Somebody can't learn on their iPhone how to fly a jumbo jet?
4: (laughs) Well, you might be able to if you didn't have to do anything,
1: if you just had to cruise. John, that app doesn't
3: work?
0: Well, and sometimes it just locks up and crashes, doesn't it? I'm curious,
3: uh, Dr. Dietz, what what were some of the other glaring anomalies, things that, that just, from a scientific standpoint, just did not make sense to you?
4: Well, I did become more focused on the buildings at the World Trade Center, primarily because I thought it was easier to get the evidence. Uh, it was not part of the Pentagon. The Pentagon has the, uh, the cover of the military and national security and things like that. I just thought that that was not going to be fruitful. So when I looked at the, uh, the buildings, uh, all three buildings, the towers has its problems, but when I looked at Building Seven, it is so obvious because the videos show that it was a free fall uh, collapse. They like to use the word "collapse" because it sounds kind of
0: like gravity had something to do yeah, with it.
4: gravity, gravity Like those heavy
0: buildings just couldn't support themselves when agitated. <laughs>
4: right, but it turns out it was it was pure free fall for the first little over two seconds. Mm and that's with very close analysis of the video record. Well, the only way that can possibly happen, and this is where the laws of physics uh, come into play, it can only happen if the structure beneath gets out of the way ahead of the building, the top part of the building coming down. If it's slowed down at all by uh, bending structure and the kind of thing that you would normally expect, uh, then it wouldn't be pure freefall. So the, the scientific evidence says it was pure freefall, therefore it couldn't be doing anything uh, having to do with structure beneath. That means the structure has to get out of the way ahead of the top of the building coming down. And I think anyone would immediately recognize what it would take to get all of the lower structure, or at least a major part of the lower structure, out of the way in a hurry. And uh, you know that that word is explosives. Mm
0: -hmm. Right, and we're going to examine that in just a minute. We're talking to retired NASA director, aerospace engineer, and physicist, Dwayne Dietz, he's uh, from one of the higher parts of government, he's going to be in town this weekend talking about uh, 9-11 and offering some insight into some of the uh, skeptical things that millions of Americans have not only uh, felt on the day, the days following, but over a course of a decade now have come up to some very focused conclusions. Equally, things like Link TV um, is airing repeatedly a documentary from the families of the victims of 9-11 who are demanding just simple answers and of course those answers are forbidden for them to fully ask and definitely even more forbidden to be fully explored and those are some of the things that we feel um, is inappropriate given that we're meant to have sunshine laws with our government meant that we the people are the government so we're just asking ourselves what happened and when the answer is shut up um a lot of people seem to get disgruntled we're going to be asking just a couple of seconds as we go to news we're going to be asking a uh, doctor um hold on a second Deeps. there we thank you so much <laughs> I was you say, were on another, you, what, were, you were going somewhere I else. Was, I was, I was going to say Dr. Denton's, but I think those <laughs> are what, I had one of those as a child with the flap in the back. We're going to find <laughs> out, well, we're going to find out a lot more. I'm going to shut up because I just totally stepped on myself and say hello to Mercy Malik with news.
1: Here's the news, time is 31 minutes past the hour and I'm Mercy Malik with your reality check. The Boston Globe reports that the Pentagon declined to investigate more than 200 military and civilian employees of the Defense Department who have purchased child pornography. A 2006 investigation by the Department of Immigration and Customs Enforcement identified over 250 Pentagon personnel who ordered kiddie porn, including some individuals who possessed the highest possible security clearance. But the Pentagon only followed up on a handful of cases. Personnel who escaped scrutiny include multiple staffers for the Secretary of Defense, as well as a contractors for the National Security Agency. Harrison news time is 32 minutes past the hour. Afghan President Hamid Karzai reacted angrily last week to the arrest of one of his closest aides on corruption charges, saying the detention was conducted in a manner, quote, exactly reminiscent of the Soviet presence in Afghanistan, end quote, and that the investigation was being illegally run by, quote, foreign elements, end quote. Observers say Karzai's remarks show he is unwilling to crack down on corruption within his administration. But Defense Secretary Robert Gates, who appeared with Karzai Thursday, merely said, quote, I think the key here is that the fight against corruption needs to be Afghan-led. This is a sovereign country, end quote. Karzai ordered the release of his aide shortly after his detention July 25th on charges of soliciting bribes. The closest Gates came to criticizing Karzai was saying Afghanistan's anti-corruption units need to, quote, have credibility in the international community, end quote. INNWorldReport.net notes that a senior defense official said Gates was more forceful with Karzai in private. Harrison News Time is 33 minutes past the hour. Another U.S.-led airstrike killed at least 12 civilians if in Afghanistan's Kandar province amid growing public discontent over such attacks. Loss of civilian lives at the hands of foreign forces has caused anti-U.S. sentiment among Afghans. Really? Thousands have taken to the streets. <laughs> it's just crazy, crazy to me. Ooh, Thousands, of ta- <laughs> Woo! Thousands have taken to the streets in recent months protesting against rising civilian deaths by U.S.-led forces. And in Pakistan, 29 people, including women and children, were killed, and at least 240 others wounded in three blasts that ripped through a procession Wednesday. A banned organization claimed responsibility. A thrown hand grenade was followed within minutes by two suicide blasts. Christopher Eldridge of Mobile, Alabama, who alleges he was injured during the BP oil spill responsive work after being exposed to dispersants, filed suit August 18th in Galveston County, Texas against his employer, employer, offshore inland marine and oil field services, plus other companies, including BP. Eldridge claims... (coughs) Shocking. Eldridge claims dispersants harmed his throat, lungs, internal organs, and central nervous system. Meanwhile, a commercial fisherman who asked not to be identified because he is working for BP on the cleanup in Pensacola Bay and feared losing his job said, quote, BP says the oil's all gone, but it's not. We were recovering it in a boat, scooping it up out of sand and dumping it into bags. They're just trying to keep it quiet, end quote. To read more about this and other stories, go to INNWorldReport.net. And for Go Harrison on KPFK 90.7, this has been Mercy Malik with your reality check.
4: News update Harrison.
3: It's a terrorist warning. Oh. So as you drive on into work, the White House says there are, known
0: there, are sure there are known knowns the the There are things we know that we know There are known unknowns That is to say there are things that We now know, know we don't know But there are also unknown unknowns There are things we do not know We don't here. know Of it's those unknown unknowns <laughs> Dick Dick Dick, 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 dick. is killer call it
4: brab, brab, yeah, brab.
0: It is 36 minutes past the hour. Harrison with you, you new best friend. You are listening to Harrison on KPFK 90.7 FM Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. I was, by the way, I was a guest on the Bill Bennett show this morning. Remember him? The fundamentalist, right-wing, uh, former Reagan administration. Gambler? Gambler, not you? Well, he's got a big old national radio show now, doesn't he? Of course he does. Why not give felons? A, yeah. So this guy is on there, and um, Curtis Sleewah, if you know, who he is. What a name! Was, <laughs> Curtis Sleewah started the <laughs> Guardian Angels, just yeah. good old vigilanteism. So this is Tea Party on steroids, and they're going to be massing at Wall Street this weekend to march to against or for? I'm not sure what. But uh, total nuts stuff. So they bring me on as kind of the uh the progressive punching bag, mm. right? So they wanted me to they hate cap and trade. The whole notion of that is awful. So I explained what it is and why it's you know, the icebergs are not gonna refreeze. Mm. It's gonna be icky and we gotta do something. So, um actually we'll talk about this another time because I still have Impotency problems after this morning its just just too much. I just, you know, it's 7 in the morning, too, talking to these people.
3: You have somebody much better to talk to, right? Yeah,
0: my chihuahua.
3: No, I'm talking about Dwayne. Oh,
0: yes, yes. Well, I don't think he swings that way, but we're very happy to speak to him anyway. We're talking to retired NASA director and aerospace engineer and physicist Dwayne Dietz. He's going to be speaking in Southern California this weekend in beautiful Ventura County. And he is uh, a highly placed... government official. 37 years, roughly, in NASA, um, on the inside at the top, at the peak levels. And we're looking at why he imagined that what he saw as the official story didn't quite fit. And so he's breaking down things like Building 7 and all the rest of it for us. And we're talking, Dr. Dietz, about uh, not only this stuff, but I think it's really important for the rest of us to sort of know, what do your fellow friends at NASA think about all of your Your basic scientific and uh, uh, different uh, assessments as a physicist with things that simply are against the laws of nature that we're told, well, it actually happened that way, but it defies the laws of nature. For example, the plane that went down in um, Pennsylvania, where the entire huge multi-hundred thousand ton jet plane completely vaporized leaving not even a single molecule.
1: Well, that makes sense. Never
0: That's... before in history has anything done that except on that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- these are things that are, shall we say, um, icky.
4: Well, if I can respond to what my uh, c- my colleagues at NASA have to say about it, they generally don't like to talk to me mm-hmm. about this subject. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Surprising.
4: But, I but you make a great castle a little bit to the point where they have to respond in some way. And one of them who I, I highly respect, and he he was higher up than I was, uh, he finally just responded. He says, once something enters the worlds of politics, everything is subjective. Mm-hmm. And that's as far as he would go on it. Wow.
0: Well, at least there was an open door, right?
4: That's right. But it's hard to... Uh, go any further with that kind of a statement, but, but it's, uh, it's such a difficult topic to even discuss. Uh, and maybe another way to indicate this is I posted a message on the, the Professional Society in Aeronautics and Aerospace. It's called American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics. I posted a message having to do with the official airspeed of the second airplane, to hit uh, the second tower, uh, because the official airspeed is much higher than the airplanes are designed to fly. Mm. And it uh, it's like if that is true, then someone should respond to this uh, outrageous fact, if you want to call it a fact. And so I put a message on the, the website in their forum, uh, that basically said, okay, this this is what we've been told. But I said, who has the responsibility to make some statement? Is it Boeing, the manufacturer of the airplane? Is it NASA, uh, the government uh, specialist agency in aeronautics? Is it the NTSB, which is the agency that investigates airplane accidents? Or is it the aerospace community represented by the, the society at which I was uh, posting the message. So I expected some response, and all I got was silence. No one wanted to touch that. And finally, they just took the, took the message down after about two weeks without any kind of comment. So I think that's what's, that's what's so difficult. I call that the elephant in the room. That no one wants to talk about
0: it. Yeah, the great white elephant in the middle of the room. You know, if Boeing were smart, they'd pull a BP-type move, and they could stand up and really sell Boeing and say, look, our planes fly faster <laughs> than they're even designed.
1: <laughs> You're right.
0: And watch their stock go up.
1: Just look at the governmental data. <laughs>
0: That's right. The official data, right? Yeah. Now, let's take a look. Let's pick one of the things Dr. Dwayne Dietz, that you find the most remarkably, well, the most remarkable. I want to say unremarkable, but really remarkable. Something that really defies the laws of nature the most. And let's break that one thing down for the audience right now. And let me just reintroduce you. For people just joining us right now, we're talking to retired NASA director, aerospace engineer, and physicist Dwayne Dietz. He's going to be speaking this weekend in Ventura County and talking about 9-11 and how much of the official story defies science. He's a guy who uh, was with NASA for well over three decades, uh, has worked with everybody and has been at the highest levels. And now, slowly and carefully, many government officials are coming out to talk about this, but there's only a handful of them because, as you can see, the intimidation is so wonderful, and we can't even explain why we're intimidated. Mm. We just know it's wrong. It's wrong to talk about that elephant sitting in the middle of everybody's room. And it's a global room. It's not just the U.S. All over the world, everyone knows about this thing. They actually do talk about it right. because they don't. there's not the same sort of uh, social blowback that we tend to suffer here. So, Dr. Dietz, what would one of the biggies be that you'd like to talk
4: about? Well, one of the biggies is how extremely, extraordinarily hot it was. The temperatures beneath the three buildings were... Uh, more than a thousand degrees Fahrenheit higher than the government admits to. Uh, NIST, who did the analysis, uh, they they don't admit that it was that hot. Plus, it was hot for weeks afterwards, going on two to three months afterwards. And you basically say, how in the world could that happen? What is causing that extreme temperature? to persist so long, week after week after week. And so that's, on the one hand, how in the world could that be? And it turns out that there's a probable answer to that question, and it's in some uh, advanced technology that's called nanothermite. There was an international team of scientists that inspected four samples of dust from the World Trade Center, and they found this, uh, well, extremely small, very sophisticated materials that had been, actually they declared it to be unignited nanothermite. So it quite possibly was a very high explosive. It had not itself been exploded or ignited, but There's a lot of evidence that a lot of it was ignited, and so that would explain why those temperatures persisted so long, because that particular material can cause kind of its own thermal reaction that would go on and on and on and on.
0: Retired NASA director, aerospace engineer, and physicist Dwayne Dietz with us here on Harrison on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. He's going to be speaking in Southern California this weekend, and Christine Blasdale in just a minute is going to tell us uh, the when, where, what, and how. He is a a highly placed NASA guy who for many decades was involved in all the aerospace stuff, and he's giving a talk on how uh, the official story of 9-11 does, in fact, defy science. Uh, Many, many millions of people tend to agree with that, but it's not a discussion that we seem very comfortably to be able to have in this country. It's much easier to talk about, um, say, um,
3: that mosque at Ground Zero.
0: The the yes the cultural center but we'll call it a mosque because and, and put minarets on the thing suddenly <laughs> or we could talk about maybe the uh, pudendal rug that Hillary Duff is going to be buying or you know Tom Cruise's um, meatal os you know things that have t- or how about that picture on the front of the National Enquirer of um, Bat Boy my. God. God, it was kind of a miracle. (laughs) So this is kind of where we're at. Let's open up the phones, too, and let people have a chance to express and ask questions themselves so that this does not become a closed circuit or one-sided or protected conversation. This is about freedom of speech, freedom of access to the information. Our Harrison hotlines are 310-737-TALK, 310-737-TALK. Talk, or 310-737-8255. We're talking to Dwayne Dietz. He is a retired NASA director, aerospace engineer, and physicist. And while you're calling in and queuing up, I'm going to play a clip that I thought was horrifyingly funny. Mm -hmm. And it was meant to be. And I don't think, Dr. Dietz, you've seen this movie, but maybe you're a lot hipper than we imagined. Scary movie part four. (laughs) I've not seen it. Yeah. You will love this. Leslie Nielsen plays George Bush. And he plays Bush. Well, I'm just going to play you a clip. This is where they're recreating, you know, Sally the duck or the goat story, whatever, where he's reading the book upside down in front of the children and is told that there is an attack. And fully appreciate this because it's pretty much spot on. And we're just going to do this because I think we have pretty much every line lit. Our Harrison Hotline 310-737-TALK. Then we're going to go back to Dr. Dwayne Dietz, uh, retired NASA director, aerospace engineer and physicist with your 9-11 questions. But take a listen from Scary Movie 4. And if this doesn't just totally nail the nonsense that we were given, nothing does. Way up, way up, way up. The duck ran down the road and kept running until he found a pond. Turn the volume level on your software. Just received up. word the planet is
2: under attack by aliens. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, they've already wiped out some of our cities. If nothing is done, they'll kill us all. You can't get I see. chief.
4: We'll I'll handle that for a minute. But right now, I need to, to find out, out what's way happening
2: way with the duck. And the fader Sir, okay. with each passing moment more people will die. The people are gonna die regardless. Oh. <laughs> this duck still has a fighting chance. <laughs>
0: I've read the story before. I don't think that's before. loud enough, huh? <laughs> Sorry about that. Died. Well, okay, you can break it down.
3: I'm not sure time. why,
0: but I'm sure it was a conspiracy.
1: <laughs> if you have good hearing, you really enjoyed that last one. Oh my god! But look at all those callers.
0: I know. Yeah. All right, let's go first to PJ in LA. You're on, AJ. Okay. You're on with Harrison. Welcome, AJ.
2: Hi. Thanks for the show and keeping us informed in our democracy. Yay.
1: A question
2: for your for your, for your brave guest. Yes. Um, for people to question what what went on in 911 and 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 to possibly admit the ugly truth, there's a lot of fear. Uh, fear of coming out, fear of admitting our government may have conspired against us, et cetera. What did, did your guests face these fears, and if so, how did he overcome them, and what did he find when he, face, when he, over, when he faced these fears and overcame them?
0: Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, Dr. Dietz.
4: Well, I would say I, uh, I came out slowly at first. I would try uh, breaking my viewpoints to people I knew and then uh, letters to editors and things like that. And I, I would say that I, I never became too fearful. I found that there were no any serious repercussions, so I just kept pressing.
0: We're talking to Dr. Dwayne Dietz. He is a retired NASA director, aerospace engineer, and physicist. He's going to be speaking this weekend in Ventura County. He's going to be talking about the official story of 9-11 and how much of the science simply does not add up. And of course, we're uh, opening the phone so that you can ask any question, any question, unrestricted, unedited, unblemished, unmolested, untainted, um, so that uh, we can make sure that Accuracy and truth get out here. That's the plot of the play.
3: And Harrison, if it's possible, can I ask a question before we take more uh, listener calls? Um, Dr. Dietz, my understanding, too, is that this nanothermite that was found in the dust, this is not something necessarily that um, someone can make in a crude cave in the middle of Afghanistan on dialysis, correct? Mm
4: -hmm. That's correct. The only uh, place that we know it can be made is in government laboratories, and it had been uh, secret until shortly before that time, maybe uh, the end of 1990s, I should say, is the first time it started to become public information.
0: And Let, let's also look at what thermite is, because somebody might think you mean termite. <laughs> although it has the same effect when it chews, chews, chews on your skin. We're talking about a kind of chemical that gets so hot, it basically melts through anything. And nanothermite would be an even more complex molecule. And you don't want this stuff within a 1,000 miles of you. Is that right?
4: Well, that's right. And thermite can either be a, it's called an incendiary, which would cause metal to melt, Hmm or it can be packaged particularly through the nanothermite uh, in a product that would be very explosive. So it's hard to know exactly how it was designed to be used in this case, but that's all under the control of the engineering of the product. Which again goes back to the laboratories, sophisticated laboratories.
3: Being an engineer, would that also be responsible for these very large, very heavy steel columns being flung hundreds of feet away from the uh, the, the towers when they came down? We, when we saw the the plume of smoke and everything, we, there were these large, massive pieces of steel that were thrown quite a quite a quite a distance. Correct?
4: Yes, I would say that, but I, it's a little bit harder to know exactly what caused uh, the the lateral lateral uh, inertia to get those columns going. I think more importantly is there's a lot of evidence of, uh, let's say, warped, smoothly warped girders uh, that had to have experienced extremely high temperatures. Uh, so if you know about Dolly, uh, the artist and some of his weird uh, images and things like that, a lot of the metal looked like that. It looked like it was dripped over. Mm-hmm. That had to be such extreme temperatures, and that's probably more puzzling, but also probably more exp- explainable by the thermite and nanothermite as... Uh, the agents that caused that. We're you.
0: talking to Dr. Dwayne Dietz. He is a retired NASA director, aerospace engineer and physicist. I also want to point out before we jump back to the phones, we've got a full board here and we'll try to get through everybody as quickly as possible. That's impossible, but we'll certainly try to def- defy the laws of science here. Um, this is not a KPFK show that we're doing right now. We decided to do this show on KPFK because this is what we pay for in the station is a place where we're allowed to do this kind of programming. Mm-hmm. So don't blame the station if for whatever reason you hate the sound or the <laughs> content of this particular thing. It's about having it available for you. That's all it is. So and okay. we're really happy to do it. Well, it's just simply true. By the way, everybody everybody who's called in, if you don't get on the air or you did get on the air, on our system, you can text us and we will give you a free Go Harrison 100% cotton t-shirt, it says preventing truth decay on it. Just give us your name, your address, and the size of your t-shirt. Small, medium, large, or extra large. Text it to 737-TALK, or if you're using a cell phone, obviously, duh. 310-737-8255, 310-737-8255. Text your name, your size, and your address, and we will give you a 100% cotton Go Harrison T-shirt in small, medium, large, or extra large. Let's say hi next to William in Long Beach. You're on with Harrison. Welcome, William. Uh, thanks.
4: Uh, yeah, thanks, Harrison. Uh, listen, I, I the, the thing, uh, the problem I have with uh, it was an inside job. Is why use the jets, the commercial airliners, to hit the top of the hit the top of the tower. But I just wanted to tie that in with what happened with the Kennedy assassination. From what I, the latest I hear, that the president has bodyguards, but he also has snipers placed at certain points. I don't know if this is true, and the latest I'm hearing is one of his own snipers took Kennedy out. So if that's true, if that's what happened there, as an American citizen, how do, I want to trust my own government. I really do in my heart. And this is, you know, it's. Thing to
0: swallow. Continue. It is, and we're really trying to stick on this thing. But I thank you so much for that. And if
4: you have, why use the Jets, Harrison?
0: Why use the Jets? Okay, go ahead, Doctor Dietz. Well, not that he knows.
4: That, that, that really gets into speculating. But I, uh, I believe it was part of, part of the spectacle of the whole event. Uh, it, it, it's like uh, providing theater to the whole events of the day. Uh, and I don't. Think technical reason. I think it was more uh, getting a particular message out.
0: It was a terrific televisual treat. Let's face it, we were glued to those things flying around. And
1: not to mention, it could happen to you. You could have been on that commercial Well, I almost was. Miner. Well, That's I right.
0: was. Had I not changed my flight a day in advance, because I got called back earlier, I would be a total dead duck. So that's the thing, is it really does hit close to home. I think we could squeeze in one more quickie, Dr. Dietz, and then we're going to wrap up and explain where you're going to be this weekend. We'll go very quickly to TCM, somewhere oh. here in California. You're Tom. on with Harrison. Welcome. Tom.
3: Tom.
1: <laughs> Tom. Line one, Tom. That would be line yeah, Can you thanks. hear me? We yes. hear you now.
3: Real quick. Excellent. Good. Um, I have my wife that worked on uh, NASDAQ in the upper buildings, and a lot of those people never made it. My question is this. I remember coming into work a little bit after 9, and I was watching an airliner go around the White House. My question is, how could something get
4: so close to the White House?
0: Perfect. How about a quickie, Dr. Dietz?
4: Well, my my answer is, how could any of the things have taken place in our national airspace system that did that day? Hmm. Uh, n- there was no response from our National Air Defense in any of these cases, including the planes flying around the White House. So that, that is a huge, uh, I'll call it an anomaly.
0: And much but more will be revealed. More
4: than an- this-
0: much more will be revealed this weekend. By the way, we have to go now. I'm going to leave with you you with Christine to explain exactly where and when you can see it this weekend. If you have any such questions, please feel free to leave it on our Harrison Rant line at 310-737-TALK. And now Christine Blasdale.
3: That's right. If you want to see uh, Dwayne Dietz uh, live this weekend, the September 11th anniversary weekend, you can see him Friday, September 10th at 6.30 p.m. at the Topping Room of the Foster Library located at 651 East Main Street in Downtown Ventura, again, also on Saturday, September 11th. He's going to return at 2 p.m., followed by a film. For more information, you can call 805-407-7997 or... If you want to check out kpfk.org, check out the event calendar, because not only is that event listed, but also there's a 9-11 memorial event taking place uh, on Saturday, September 11th. I will be there as well as uh, Robert Bowman, the former head of Star Wars program. And there's some truth actions uh, taking place in your city. Just check out kpfk.org and check out the event calendar. Joe Harrison.
1: PFK.